actually got to witness um, visually my son's birth. And man, huge blessing, just a huge, um, I don't know, just an exciting time. And then uh, pretty quickly thereafter, it disappeared again. And That was Justin Romack on the show this week, Creative Habits Podcast. He's a blind copywriter. Great, great show for you this week. Hope you enjoy it. My name is Wyatt Christman. I'll be your host. We're here on the Creative Habits exploring creative habits. Is it the aha moment or is it the habit? Enjoy the show. Hey, Wyatt. My name is is Justin Romack, and I am a 29-year-old, totally blind entrepreneur um, based out of the College Station, Texas area. It's where the uh, Texas A&M Aggies are. And uh, I live here with my wife of the past six years and our two-year-old son. Um, their names are Angela and Tyson, respectively. And uh, man, it, my life has been a uh, has been a journey and a ride and uh, an experience for sure. And uh, man, I just I thank you so much for having me here today and and just sharing some time with me and, and uh, your your community here. Nice. Hey, Justin. Great to have you. And, um, yeah, your story is an interesting one. And I'm sure everybody's going to have the question, so I'll, I'll just put it out there. I just, you, you know, because I, I saw in there you did some back and forth, and, and you had mentioned the 29 surgeries. And I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm sure they wonder the, the, that, um, you know, progression experience, the story behind that anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my blindness has always been an open book. It's um, one of those things I've tried to to not make it a crutch, but um, really a conversation piece because there there always are questions and I'm always happy to answer them. I was born with glaucoma, um, congenital glaucoma. It was uh, hereditary. There was a one in four chance that my uh, mother and father would have a child with um, an eye condition. And wouldn't you know, they had four kids and I was the uh, the lucky one. And, uh, you know, I've I've seen ups and downs all throughout the progression. I was born with with pretty decent eyesight actually. It was it was controlled pretty quickly and um lost my left eye when I was about three in a very freak accident. Um but after that had great, great eyesight growing up, played baseball, ran around the uh the neighborhood, rode rode my bicycle, video games, all those all those things that kids do. And uh really didn't have any sort of huge eye problems until uh, college, and that's when it kind of started to fall apart and deteriorate. And um, when I got married in 2007, um, I had six months of superb eyesight. It was just you know as clear as could be, and it was so nice to kind of start my uh, my newlywed lifestyle uh, with with a, a fresh vision and fresh perspective, both literally and figuratively. And uh, then you know, out of the blue, I. Uh, I had a uh, some strange pain and a deterioration of my vision, and we went to the doctor, and you know they just couldn't figure out what was going on, and uh, you know I had a surgery to try to remedy whatever they suspected was going on, but my retina had detached, and the retina is the tissue in the back of the eye, and it's very sensitive, and um, it's responsible for uh, you know receiving the uh, the light um, that's that gets into the uh, to the eye in the back of the eye, and. Um, helps us uh, helps us see, and, and unfortunately, that tissue had just deteriorated, and it's it's honestly been a a roller coaster downward uh, most of my life. I did, however, get a strange, very unexpected um, boost and increase in my eyesight about three months before my son Tyson was born, 
very strange, completely unexpected. I went from pretty much total darkness to actually being able to read and see images on my iPhone. So you can imagine it was a pretty drastic increase. Yeah, I'm always open to talking about that for sure. Right. Wow. That you must, there must have been tears in your eyes. I mean, getting to see your son born, right? I mean, yeah. that, that, what a gift. I mean, and to go back and forth because when you get, well, yeah, that's your, your story. Yeah, I cannot imagine. But I, I, what I do imagine is it, you know, going back and forth between the two uh, and, and that tantalizing moment. But yes, that, that gift. Wow. Um, yeah. That, it that's... was uh, it was overwhelming, and like I said, you know, a blessing is is the only word I can come up with. It was uh, it was a very very big highlight in the life of my family, and and honestly, it, it came at a very pivotal moment in my entrepreneurial experience too. Um, there was a lot going on. It was it was 2011. Um, my son wasn't supposed to be born until the end of December, and it was mid November, and here he here he comes. Um, there was some complications with the. Uh, the pregnancy, and I'd had this great eyesight. Um, I had just um, lost a, a job with a, another uh, local marketing agency. He'd actually kind of been the guy that had given me my first shot in marketing and uh, had just lost my job with him. We had lost a pretty big client due to, due to some unfortunate circumstances, but um, a lot going on. Uh, actually, a week later, my, my first guide dog um, passed away. He had terrible cancer, and so as you can imagine, there was just this crazy, crazy um, jumble of huge life experiences. And um, it really kind of set the stage for the next chapter of, of my life as, a, as an entrepreneur and a copywriter and a, uh, a husband and a daddy. I mean, it just was this landmark moment in my life. And, and 2011 was, was a dark time, but you know, looking back, it was actually a, a pretty happy time. There were so many things to be excited about and changes that were kind of coming about. So, Well, I have to say, we, uh, that makes your creative habits even that much more interesting because it, it's just the, I mean, the interplay of ideas and, and um, being able to express those, um, you know, are typically in creativity, you know, our, our eyesight does play, play a role, but I, I, uh, I'm, I'm speaking beyond my boundaries here, but I, I, um, I'm very glad that you came on the show because I'm excited to, to talk to you about your creative habits. So I'm wondering, so what, what have you been working on recently or what have you uh, produced recently? So, yeah, I'm working on a couple things. Um, there's been this kind of shift, um, in my business and my approach over the last, oh, I'd say six months. Um, you know, I did the freelance marketer, copywriter gig for um, a, about a year and a half or so. I was working with a with a pretty big single client, and he had me doing pretty much anything online marketing for him, anything related to his website or social media or email list or uh, you name it, I was doing it, and it was a blast. Um, kind of had this uh, this strange feeling that I needed to start looking for other other gigs or <laughs> changing my approach, and uh, he he passed away very suddenly. Oh, oh, I know, and it was horrible, and it was tragic. He was such a sweet sweet man and and a great friend, and um, so good to my family and my business, and. Um, 
along with him uh, went my portfolio of work. I was was not a very smart businessman uh, my first year or so, and uh, so I made a lot of mistakes with that client, um, not having some diversity in the folks that I was working with. And and my wife and I sat down, and and she's a part of the business as well. And we said, you know what? Something's got to change here. This doesn't feel right, and we just we can never be put in this situation again. And so. These last six months, I've taken um, a big, uh, a wide range of clients. I'm I'm doing a lot of copywriting, but primarily the last month or two, I've been working to establish um, a few membership sites. Um, nice, be- because I, I I love the idea of teaching. I love the idea of mentoring. I love the idea of kind of pouring. Um, attention and um, knowledge into to other folks who are who are, you know sharing the journey with me, um, and I also like the the flexibility of building something that I can kind of maintain at the beginning of the month, you know, pop in a couple times uh, throughout the month, uh, and and not not really have to worry about it. Um, so one membership site I'm working on right now that I'm super excited about it's called BlindEntrepreneurs.com and um, I'll tell you, um, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more, but there's a statistic that I like to keep in my back pocket because um, it's an encouragement and, and also um, something that I've kind of lived in the shadow of uh, most of my life. And it's the fact that um, in the blindness community, those with uh, visual impairments and whatnot, um, there's this statistic that says um, that there's a 70 to 80% unemployment and underemployment rate in that Ooh. community. That is staggeringly high. It's staggeringly high, and it makes me sick to my stomach every time I think about it. Um, but my thought is, is look, you know, we're all uh, we're all given and, and born with gifts um, and talents and expertise. And I feel like if you can find a model of monetization, if you can f- and, uh, and and build a platform, anybody can own their own business. Anybody can become an entrepreneur. And I think that there's some drive, and, and you've got to have the will to want to do it. Um, but my thought is, is, is people people have those those gifts and those talents and really it's just channeling them to something that's productive and and can make them money and so uh this is what blind entrepreneurs will do um it will allow me to to speak kind of directly into these these folks lives and say look you know you've got these things that you're interested in let's find a way to make money with that um let's find a way to be successful with that and and turn that into a job and we're kind of in a pre-launch stage so you can imagine like this overwhelming amount of content that we're working to create right now but um, we'll launch in, in April, and, and the uh, response has already been pretty significant. So I'm excited about that. That is just awesome. I that's great because you're tapping into a community. I, I mean, just from an analytical perspective, you're ta- tapping into a community that you know well, and you're helping them at that pain point that you know you can help them at, and they need it. Like it's it's uh, it's so key to anything of course you do online and and um and it has that drive because it has so much meaning there is so much um there's a lot of crap out there (laughs) and and people are you know disconnected from meaning and when you connect more to um helping other people and to meaning for you it drives so much it makes the difference so um well, here I am uh, talking some more, but I but that is that is great. I um, I think that's superb because it. I, I looked at it a little bit, and um, 
it's it'll it'll be a great resource. I I know with Copyblogger, you're probably familiar with Copyblogger and and yes. uh, and and having that a whole setup, and then Pat Flynn, the smart passive income, and but it's just having the meaning behind it that makes all the difference. So. Yeah, well, and I'll tell you, you know, the big the big kicker for me is is both uh, both of those folks that you you mentioned to they are um, really beacons in uh, the industries that I serve and, and the the uh, services that I offer. But I found out pretty quickly that there was nothing that was built specifically for somebody that was using a a screen reader application. Um, I use the uh, the built in screen reader in my operating system um, uh, Mac OS ten and. Um, there, there are you know thousands and thousands of screen reader users out there, and you know content content accessibility is is one of those hot button issues in this particular community because um, you know websites uh, are you know there's this trend toward minimalism, but there's still these websites that are very busy and it's hard to find the information you need, and so. I wanted this to be a place where everything was slimmed down and it was completely, I mean, I want you to be able to navigate the resources with a blindfold on, whether you have sight or not. I want it to be so easy and so simple and so intuitive that you don't ever have to wonder where you are or what you, uh, what you're looking at. So that was, uh, that was my drive for this. And, and I think it'll, I think it will, um, offer, um, it will offer a unique perspective to a very unique community. Yeah, well, your accessibility also uh, can really help inform a lot of other people outside of that because, you know, it's navigating with the blindfold on. It's like um, there's you get everybody gets deep in their website and then they don't realize how other people see it. And so that's where you get into so many complications because it's like just keep it simple and, and make sure that people can get to where they go. So tell us, I mean, tell us more a little bit, of, can, can you dive a little bit more into like your, your workflow? Because that's uh, kind of interesting. The, you mentioned the tool you use, the, um, what was it again? Sorry. No, no, it's great. It's uh, called voiceover. It's uh, the screen reader that it's built into Mac OS 10. And, oh, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge part of my day. I have it on my, my, uh, my desktop and my laptop. It's also on my, my iPhone and my iPad. Um, has been a uh, phenomenal tool. It really just opens the world and opens the access to information, and that's cool. Um, yeah, my workflow is kind of crazy. Um, so, like I said, I have a two-year-old, and uh, he and my wife are both home most days of the week, and I work from home. And uh, I don't have, I'll be quite honest, I don't have the most ideal setup. It's uh, its really a pretty lousy setup, but it allows me the opportunity to... Um, to really share life with them. Um, we have a, a two-story townhome, and I work upstairs, and they're generally downstairs uh, most of the day. Uh, but my day starts pretty early. I typically get up at about 4.30. Um, and uh, my, first, uh, my first stop uh, during the day is, is the gym almost every morning. And it has to be because I won't find time to do it during the rest of the day. And um, I found this has been a new thing for me. I've never really been been interested in in weightlifting or um, you know serious exercising, but I found that I just get this energy and this spark that I can't get anywhere else. And so, it really helps kick my day off. Um, I'm kind of alone with my thoughts. I'll put a pair of headphones on um, and just kind of uh, just kind of s- just stew in all of those ideas that uh, that come to me in the the early morning and. I usually get home, uh, write a little bit, and then have breakfast with my family. Um, 
and and honestly, I have so many projects. Um, one because my interests are very uh, varied, but two because I have, <laughs> I have definitely definitely have ADD. I, I you know I know we throw that term around pretty loosely, and some find it a joke, some don't. But uh, my attention is just crazy off the charts, and uh, so it allows me to. Um, work on a project, move to something else, move back to another project. It, it really allows me to kind of be all over the map. And honestly, I found that my creativity has actually increased as I kind of feed that um, uh, attention deficit whatever. Um, and I'll typically work through lunch. Um, I uh, I listen to music a lot throughout the day. Um, loud, lively music or soft, contemplative, um, ambient kind of music. And, and Pandora is kind of my, uh, my workday buddy. Um, I, uh, I have a, a, an assortment of probably 15 to 20 stations that, based on a project or a mood that I'm in, um, I've kind of curated that music over the last you know, several months to a year and um, fine-tuned these stations to where they really meet my needs or my mood. And so um, that is... That's really my day in a nutshell. I'll work through the afternoon. I try to typically wrap up my day by about 3 or 3.30 so I can spend some time with my, uh, my kiddo. And uh, so, uh, yeah, a lot of writing. Um, I love doing stuff like this where I get to, to chat with uh, – to, to bright mind like yours and um, share time with communities just like yours. And so I uh, make some time for that during the day. Um, you know, my uh, Blind Entrepreneurs Project, as we started creating content on that – um, the process has also varied a bit because we're shooting some video, we're doing some podcasting as well, and uh, some webinars. And so, like I said, my my day is a hodgepodge. My workflow is a hodgepodge. But um, I am basically 90% of my day, um, if you were to look at my computer, um, you would see Evernote open, you would see Pandora open, um, and uh, that's really about it. And I feel like I it's those those two things are my command center, if you will. So yeah, nice. It, it's a <laughs> it's it's good. I, I like that idea of the the energy, uh, you know, being built up from from the exercise. Can you describe that a little bit more? Because I think that energy, you know, when you, when you really have that energy, it it can feed the rest of your creative processes. If you don't, you tend to like little things can bog you down. So you said that that you discovered like weights and and stuff that that was giving you more energy. Can you delve a little bit more into that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I mentioned that um, most of my life, I I'm a pretty small dude. I'm about five, 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 six. Um, always kind of been. Um, I have a wide frame, but haven't really ever had any muscle or or meat on me. Um, I've gone through periods where I was was a little heavier. Um, but, uh, have always kind of managed to, to stay pretty fit without any sort of exercise. Um, and when my son was born about six months after he was born, I kind of realized that I just, I wasn't very strong and I really wanted to be a strong dad. I wanted to, uh, to have strength to be able to wrestle him around and toss him up in the air or, you know, not, not have to catch my breath every 15 seconds when I chase him up the stairs. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of a bummer. So, um, we've got a gym that's about a quarter of a mile from our house and it's a great gym. We, uh, we got a membership initially to, uh, to swim in the pool. And, uh, 
they've got a great cardio room and weightlifting room. Um, and so I'll tell you, uh, lifting lifting weights and doing cardio. I'm I'm mostly on a um, on an elliptical machine when I'm doing cardio, but uh, it's it's really nice because um, there are a lot of there are a lot of life applications that are involved in that. And I'll, I'll take weightlifting uh, for example. Um, I started out and I was so weak and um, just just uh, so new to the whole experience. Couldn't even lift the bar on the bench. I mean, it was it was pathetic. I, I really I, I felt miserable. And uh, I was working out with a buddy this morning, and um, it's just I've grown leaps and bounds. And um, the life application that I found is this: you know, um, we we set these big goals and we had these big ambitions, and I think too often I like to rush through things and I don't like to breathe and, and take, you know, take those breaths that are necessary for patience and uh, just to refine the process. And so, um, you know, that exercise has been great for my physical body, but it's been great for my mental um, well-being as well because um, I I've, I've feel like I've grown as a dad. I feel like I've grown as a husband and as a businessman because of the uh, the patience and the endurance and the strength that um, lifting weights has uh, shown me through the last you know twelve twelve months. Uh, it's interesting that the, the weights uh, give you more patience and the and the process of exercising gives you more patience. It I <clears throat> I was reading something this morning or, or I listened to something this morning that. Uh, Jonathan Fields, and he um, he had hair on fire minus one, and he described the whole process. And but uh, basically, he was going way too fast, and all he had to do was slow down a little bit, and that slowing down uh, decreased errors and and just made everything a bit easier to accomplish. It's it's counterintuitive. So when you mentioned patience, I thought of that again because yeah, we we get into a world where things go by quite rapidly. And I think that's also why, you know, meditation kind of gets back into the mainstream is it's a way for people to slow their mind and get focused. Um, yeah. So it, you, you, um, you mentioned, uh, feeding your creativity. Um, it, it w- was fed by, uh, you said feed that attention deficit. Um, has helped your your creativity, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I used used to get tunnel vision when I would work. I would get a project, and um, I would just kind of dig in and just eyes forward, face forward. Um, wouldn't would just shut out the world when I had a new project, and I found out that I would quickly, very quickly, get burned out because number one, my attention span is just. Uh, <laughs> non-existent. Um, and then second of all, I would just get so wrapped up in this project that I would get bogged down and it would actually, it would kill my creativity um, pretty quickly. And so I found that if I had kind of an auxiliary project going on, um, I could kind of turn my attention, I could shift my gauge during the day and I could actually um, kind of rekindle that that spark, rekindle that creativity as I would shift to the other um, project. It was almost like my brain and my my creative process would re-engage as I was shifting gears. And um, so I've tried to um, I've tried to have about two or three projects going on at one time. And you know, I've built my business to where financially, um, if I have um, you know just two or three projects going on, it's it's uh, 
you know, it, it meets our needs and it, you know, meets those attention deficit needs. And I keep throwing that around. I mean, I don't know if I legitimately have any sort of ADD or if that even really is, is a, uh, <laughs> a realistic thing. But, um, I do know that when I have, um, a few open loops at any given time, that doesn't overwhelm me. It, well, really overwhelms me is when I have to keep my head down and get that tunnel vision going on and, and just focus on one thing. And I think there's a time and a place for that. Um, definitely, um, I've had moments where I've had t- uh, tight deadlines and I've had to, to meet those deadlines. But, uh, you know, generally my workflow works best when I've got two or three things open and I can uh, shift gears at, um, you know, various points in the day. I think that's really interesting. I think there's people who would definitely get a takeaway from that because, yeah, I... I hear what you're saying, you know, you don't know, you know, do you officially have it? But it it is how you communicate the idea uh, across to other people so that they instantly understand what you're talking about. And um, and I think many people have that, don't have that, but have that um, light uh, attention deficit. And so when you describe actually leveraging it to benefit you, that is a, that for some people I could see would be a huge uh, uh, takeaway because you're, you're able to, instead of seeing it as a drawback, see it as a benefit and just take that habit and see how you can use it um, to, to increase your creativity like you did. I, I think that's sweet instead of just saying, no, I have to stay focused. I have to stay focused. It's like, okay, well, how can I make this work? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, society and, and, and professional culture has really told us, you know, that you've got the focused professional. It's the person that's always got their, their, their head forward and their head down and, and, you know, again, that tunnel vision and, you know, that's, those, those folks are driven and they're doing it right. And, and my thing is, is I've got to find a process and a, and a framework that works for me and uh, works for the way my mind functions. And, and honestly, I found that, you know, like you said, leveraging what many would see as, um, you know, a, um, a difficulty, I've, I've leveraged that to, um, to build a workflow that, that actually <laughs> benefits me and, and my clients and my process. So um, yeah. I love it. And, and honestly, I, I feel like, uh, in a in a weird way, I end up getting more done than when I did try to uh, try to stay focused, and when I did try to uh, try to stay focused on that one project, when I would be just kind of barreling forward. I love it. I love it because it, 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 yeah, leveraging that, and you've done that throughout um, throughout everything. It seems like you know um, through your life experience, you found a way to actually benefit from from everything thrown at you, and and I. Uh, it it's great i i'm wondering i'm i'm going to i'm going to you know just i'm really curious about the software you use to write like um because i i don't know do you know john morrow yeah. yeah 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 right okay so he, he uses the software to to write as well and um i'm wondering what you use and if you use the same thing he uses or or how that works out for you so yeah um i'm not sure what he uses i want I wouldn't Dragon even naturally speak. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. I've actually used that a little bit. I use it some on my iPhone. I mean, I know that they have like a basic dictation on the iPhone. Um, and uh, mine is more um, so if I were to, to type a, a word or a series of characters, voiceover will basically read that text back as I'm, as I'm typing it in. Um, voiceover will also read. Um, uh, portions of the screen that I'm focusing on. So, you know, if I'm in my inbox in Apple Mail 
and I use my the arrow keys of my keyboard to scroll down the list of messages. Voiceover will say, you know, who it's from or the subject of the message, and um, you know, give me give me the uh, the visual feedback. You know, turn that into this auditory explanation of what's on screen, and it's actually um, really good. And and technology has come such a such a long way in the last few years. And honestly, I, I've chosen the voiceover application because it's bundled into the Apple um, operating system, whereas. Back when I was on the uh, the Windows platform, you know, you would spend twelve, fifteen hundred dollars on a screen reading application that had to be updated every two years, and so, you know, these, uh, you know, ridiculously expensive, huge price tag uh, pieces of software, and uh, I switched over to Apple, and you know, I've I've really loved the experience. Um, wish I could give you um, uh, some deeper insight uh, into Voiceover. It's a uh, you know, here, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, anyone who's interested in giving it a shot, you can actually enable it on your uh, your computer. I think Command F5 is the way you do it if you're on a Mac. Um, if you're on an iPhone, you can actually go into uh, general accessibility and, and enable voiceover there. And um, it's basically like an overlay of the screen. And um, it really allow it's it's my eyes. And in, in a very real sense, it's my eyes. Um and so I, I can read text, and uh, I can also uh, get get uh, audio feedback as I type text. So it's great. So, so what keeps you actively motivated to produce? <laughs> well, as I told you, I have that very um, non-ideal workspace, and uh, to hear my sons laugh or my uh, my my wife um, interact with our son. Um, Sometimes those are distractions um, in a very good way, but sometimes they're distractions. But they're also motivators um, because here's the deal. You know, I, I pulled that. I told you about that statistic earlier, and um, and I mentioned how I kind of lived in the shadow of that statistic most of my life. Um, you know, my first two two or so years of college, I kind of went just because you know that's what I figured you were supposed to do, and. Uh, so I kind of had this this thought. Well, you know, it's seventy or eighty percent under underemployment or unemployment rate. I'm not really going to find a job. I'll just be a stay at home dad, and my wife will work, and that'll be great. And um, never really found any motivation because you know a statistic like that that kind of bogs you down, uh, as as you could imagine. But uh, I uh, I kind of had that. I told you that that freak surgery where I'd lost all my eyesight and they couldn't really figure out what was going on. And I was taking 19 hours that semester. It was in the middle of a college semester. And I remember just kind of having this epiphany, like I'm going to fail every single one of my classes. I I didn't tell you that this surgery um, had me lay face down for five weeks because there was an air bubble in my eye to basically hold the structure of my eye. I know, I know. Five weeks. It was nuts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Five, face down for five. You mean like you don't you like you had eating and everything f- face down. I could sit up a little bit and and I would take showers and um, you know go to the bathroom and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean ninety five percent of my day was spent wow. face down. It was nuts. And I, I that's actually the second time I've had to do it in my life. Once was when I was in eighth grade. It's it's a pretty gnarly surgery. I, I would never really want to do that again. But uh, I kind of had this epiphany. Well. I'm going to fail. And then all of a sudden I realized, you know what? This statistic is stupid. Like <laughs> this statistic is so nice. dumb because you know, what are those 20% doing? Like, how are they making it? I want to be a part of that 20%. And so, um, 
you know, that statistic is as grim and as dark and as saddening as it is. That's been a motivator too, a big motivator. And, um, so, you know, jumping back into time and I mentioned my wife and my son being at home, hearing them laugh and have a good time and just enjoy the flexibility and the freedom of being together and sharing life with each other all day long. That is huge because what I'm doing, what I'm able to do right now with the technology and the creativity and just this, this, um, I don't know, just this business that I'm building, it's, it's allowing that it's enabling that my wife doesn't have to work. My son doesn't have to, uh, to go to daycare. He doesn't have to, uh, spend time with somebody else that, uh, may not, may or may not be as invested in his life as, as we are. And so those are, are, are two huge motivators for me. Wow. Yeah, that I can, I can see that. So it's the lifestyle feeds your creativity because it's part of what you believe in and what, what you're, you're doing. I love how you took this statistic and flipped it and uh, couldn't help but laugh because, yeah, of course, it's, it, geez, 80%. Man, who's not going to get kind of depressed by that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, how, how would you, like, when you're, because we all run into those moments when, you know, it's like you're cruising along and you're doing great, but you feel like you want to stretch, you know, you want to, you're like, okay, what's the next level? You know, yeah. how can I, how can I get to that next level? Because you're having so much fun. And it's like, well, what makes you bump up a little bit? What makes you kind of stretch your creativity a little bit and, and go beyond your boundaries? You know, I've really, um, you know, most of my life I've kind of been a little, uh, and I think we all kind of have this um, or go through this at some point, but I've always kind of had this little timidness about risk and this timidness and um, just fear of failure. And uh, I kind of decided a few months ago that I was tired of, uh, I was tired of not taking any chances. I was tired of, you know, taking risk doesn't always have to be a, a roll of the dice. I mean, that's not risk. I mean, yeah, that is risk, but that doesn't always have to be the way it looks. And so what's really helped me bump up is just kind of say, look, you know, this, this fear is stupid. This, these risks, these things, these levels, these rungs I need to jump up and need to climb up, they're going to be there whether I take them or not. And so um, I think the, the level up thing for me these last two or three months have been, look, technology is at, is at a point where um, – we can deliver content. Um, we could drip out content uh, that, that's put together months and, and you know months ahead of time. And technology has kind of really been that bump up factor for me. And I want to just kind of take it and uh, capitalize on that because I, you know, as I mentioned, I love teaching, I love educating, and I love communicating with people. And for me, I just didn't see how to put all the pieces together. Um, and when I realized, look, man, there are people doing this every single day. Um, and once I could kind of silence the uh, the little voices in my head, uh, I think that was my level up, my bump up moment for sure. Nice, nice. Now, are you? I'm. It, it's exciting the 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 new launch coming up, and I imagine you're really busy with that. Are you? Um, uh, you know, leveraging your creativity that way through through beta users. Yeah, I've got a few folks that are. Um, kind of peering into the process um, as we put content together. Um, there's some neat little things that have um, come up. We've got some some webinars for folks who have said, hey, I'm interested. Um, we're not taking money from people just yet. We're almost at that point. Um, 
where we have the infrastructure ready to go ahead and do that. But we've got people that are already lined up and, and ready to go. So um, we have been um, we've been kind of getting folks on board very uh, slow and steady, but it's it's been fun. You know, like I said, these webinars have been really cool. Um, for instance, uh, we've got one that will start in a couple of weeks. Um, and it'll be something that it will then ship out as a uh, on-demand thing to folks that kind of opt in after the fact. But um, something as simple as how to set up a WordPress site when you don't have any eyesight whatsoever. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a daunting task when you do have eyesight. And I did it <laughs> when, I, when I did have eyesight. So um, it can be, can be daunting and overwhelming. Now, thank goodness, um, gosh, you've got guys like Pat Flynn who could show you how to do it in four minutes. Um, so I wanna I wanna make it to where um, you know tasks like that that um, that are very pivotal and growing and building a community like the great one that you've you've built Wyatt. Um, I want to find a way to to show blind folks how to do that as well. And so yeah, we're uh, we've got folks kind of testing and making recommendations along the way, and it's fun. It's been really fun. Yeah, getting that feedback. I love uh, you know because then you can adapt and and. And reiterate and and just keep going with uh, with what works and, and feed that more. So nice. Um, is there anything you know you kind of wanted to put out there that we haven't covered about creative habits or or uh, creativity in general? You know, I'll tell you. Um, one of a one of my my creative secrets or, or little hacks, and I kind of touched on it with Pandora, but. Um, you know, uh, there are the uh, the value of a good set of headphones <laughs> and a great playlist cannot be understated. Um, I'll tell you, one of the um, the bands that constantly um, uh, has me inspired and in awe is a band called This Will Destroy You. Um, they are a Texas-based ambient um, rock band, and their name sounds um, <laughs> sounds a little scary, but they. Uh, they uh they have destroyed my um <laughs> they have destroyed my perception of not being creative i'll tell you that because every time i listen to them at full volume i just get lost in the tones and the textures and uh i'm a musician myself i'm a drummer um i actually spent two or three years touring and uh did bus travel and, and all of that crazy stuff that uh that musicians do and i uh, found out i hated it first of all but um so i just know like Music has always spoken to me, um, both from a professional sense, but also in, in you know, just as a as an addition to my lifestyle. And uh, again, that that just can't be understated. Like, get a good pair of headphones, crank up the music. Um, I uh, I tend to, as weird as this sounds, uh, we've been doing some video production here lately, and I tend to like a song will come on on Pandora. And it'll be an ambient song. So, you know, there's no lyrics. There's just instrumental tones and textures and layers of sound. And I like build scripts to stories. Like I'll have a story that I'm kind of working on for a client. Um, and uh, I, I'll, I'll almost I'll almost start to build this script just by the, the notes and the melodies and uh, the sounds that I'm hearing. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I that's that's been huge for me. And, and I don't. I, I typically will build those playlists and, and uh, try to come back and circle back if I'm working on a project and try to capture that emotion again uh, as I'm working. So I'll you know, loop back on that playlist um, at a later date if I need to kind of tap back into that. So yeah, music is, is huge and, and I didn't want to uh, – that's, that's a big part of who I am. And, and actually my business, On Tempo Ideas, uh, the, the name On Tempo 
um, really alludes to that, uh, that, uh, the importance that music is in my life or has in my life. Oh, nice. Now, do you, uh, you share your playlists, um, Wyatt, that's a fantastic idea. Why don't I do that? That would be a fantastic well, idea. Well, it would. It would because – and it's a natural for the, the different uh, music platforms, um, you know, that, that allow you to have playlists that you share with other people and then they follow you. And, and... I, I read a blog um, from a creative uh, – he's actually – I forget what his title is. Uh, he's a producer or a cre- – oh, he's a creative director for Willow Creek. It's a church in uh, Illinois. And uh, he was talking about how um, when he's working on ideas with his creative team, um, you know, he'll he'll listen to music or he'll kind of build those soundtracks. And as he's sharing the idea, as he's pitching the idea to his team, he'll bring that playlist back in um, back into the process and share that with them, so that again he can can kind of capture that emotion. He could share that emotion and. Uh, you know, he says that some of his ideas, um, the best ones that he he uh, has, he's able to convey those emotions with those playlists. So that's a wonderful idea. I don't know why I haven't done that, but I'm totally going to uh, swipe that idea and make it happen, man. Nice. Spotify, right? I mean, you use that. Oh, yeah. 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 And hey, if you make that playlist, you got to ping me because I'd love to uh, – I'd love to listen to that. That is that that's inspiring right there. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, for sure, man. Absolutely. Nice, nice. Well, it's been great. It's been great, um, you know, talking to you, Justin, and, and going over the creative habits and everything. I t- typically, I look at, at at a hero's journey, and I I was about to jump into that, and I realized you in the beginning described that journey already. I mean, you've done so much with um, with your eyesight and and just figuring out stuff that way. But I didn't know, I didn't want to skip over that without, you know, putting it out there and saying if, if, if you did want, if there are, you know, a, a smaller micro journey or, or whatnot that you wanted to share. But, uh, because I, I, I really, um, yeah, you, you've, you've, uh, been going on quite, a, quite a ride here. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, you know, in the first six months after my son was born, I'd lost the job. I'd lost the eyesight. I had lost the guide dog. Um, I wasn't handling it well. I felt like I had lost my sanity. I mean, I mean, in a very real sense. And and look, here I'm responsible for this uh, beautiful, healthy little boy who you know escaped escaped the uh, the uh, the weird twist of fate in the pregnancy that he was he was dealt. And my wife, who was um, you know back to work and desperately wanted to be home. I mean, I had this this just crazy, crazy, overwhelming experience. And I just remember. Um, I remember being awake one night and and I I, I couldn't sleep I you know probably dealing with stress or anxiety or something and uh you know those epiphany moments that that hit us at those random times I just said look these are the circumstances this is where I'm at this is where I'm at with my business this is where I'm at with my process I've got to move on I've got to pick myself up and I've got to move on and no one's going to do it for me and so um, honestly, that's been a mantra for most of my life. No one's going to do it for me. The system wants to say that they can help me out, but the system will fail. The system will let me down, and it's let so many other folks with disabilities down. And look, you don't have to have a disability to say I'm going to I'm I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to choose myself and move on. And uh, that's that's really been the mantra for my journey. And uh, so yeah, for sure, that's that's definitely a a big point there. Nice. I love it. I'm definitely going to pull that out as a quote. <laughs> You're an inspiration for sure. Thanks, um, brother. 
Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you being on the show. Really appreciate it. And um, can't wait to go back through and, and listen to this. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to have you. Hey, thank you, Wyatt. And thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Nice. Till next time. That concludes our podcast here with Creative Habits. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned next week when we get to talk to an American writer exploring her adventures in Hong Kong. Until then, keep on creating.